It's Science Wednesday, and it's time to explore our big blue marble. Buckle up, buckle up, buckle up. Here we go. In three, two, one, 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 one. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is season three, episode number 32 for Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. And what an interesting morning already, weather-wise. We'll touch on that before we get into our big blue marble segment today. And it's a unique one with a unique angle coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Rise and Dine Restaurant in Chesterland. They're open Wednesday through Monday, so essentially this is their Monday Make sure you pay them a visit. They've got a huge, huge menu with all kinds of goodies for breakfast, for brunch, for lunch. They're open 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Again, Wednesday through Monday. They close on Tuesdays only. And they're all there right now for the next six days just waiting for your arrival. In fact, when you go there the first time, make sure that you tell Terry and Frank that you heard that Rise and Dine was the place to be on Weather Jazz. And when you do, make sure you contact me and let me know what your favorite menu items are. I've got a ton of them. It's a real tough choice sometimes. And sometimes it's just a matter of what are you in the mood for? There's always a ton to choose from. Make sure you pay a visit, Chesterland, at the corner of Route 322 and 306 in the southeast corner, just south of the CVS in the plaza. Go check them out, and we'll catch you there sometime. All right, it's Wednesday, and that means that we continue our series, The Big Blue Marble. Only today, we're going to take a bit of a deviation. What kind of deviation? Well, it's kind of a unique angle on The Big Blue Marble, Instead of looking at one particular location, we'll return to that because we have a ton of interesting places on planet Earth. And when you start really digging into a lot of these places, even places you've heard of before, you're always going to learn something new about those locations. However, today we're going to visit multiple locations in the United States. You see, we're going to look at some really unusually named places across the USA. There are some really, really strange ones, and some of them have some interesting stories behind them. But before we do that, I thought it would be interesting to take a look 
at the most common city names in the United States. And the number one city and town name, Washington. There are actually 88 different cities and towns throughout the whole country named Washington. This name takes first place, and given that the first president of the United States was George Washington, is, in fact, the fact that so many communities have honored him in this very special way. Of course, the most famous city with this name is Washington, D.C. In second place, Springfield, with 41 different cities and towns sharing this name across the USA. The first place with the name was founded in 1636, Springfield, Massachusetts. And this one was actually named not after a person, but another Springfield, this one in Essex, England. Oh, by the way, the armory, which is built in Springfield, Massachusetts, was actually founded by George Washington. Number three on the list, Franklin. 35 different cities and towns have this name. This name is the second name on the list that used to honor one of the founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin. Fourth on that most popular town list, Greenville. There are 30 city and town names across the USA with that dub. One of the oldest cities with that name, Greenville, is in South Carolina. That one was founded in 1786. And why the name Greenville? Well, as you might expect, the name actually was derived from the lush green appearance of the surroundings of each of those locations. How about number five? That town, Bristol. There are 29 Bristols in the United States. And it owes its popularity to the Bristol of England, one of the country's most economical, important cities. Some of the most famous places in the USA with this name are located in Virginia, Bristol, Virginia, Tennessee, and Connecticut. Bristol, Tennessee, by the way, is considered the birthplace of country music. I did not know that. And now you do. And finally, we'll round out this list by just mentioning numbers 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. In sixth place, Clinton, 29 places. Fairview is number 7. Salem is number 8, with 26 cities across the USA with that name. Madison is number 9. And the 10th most popular name for towns and cities in the USA Georgetown. Okay, let's talk about some of the most unusually named places in the USA. Some of them are quite innocuous and actually quite delightful. Well, let's talk about one of those delightful cities. It's Delight, Arkansas. It's a very small town. It's in Pike County, Arkansas, and it's only a few miles from the birthplace of country music sensation Glen Campbell. In fact, as you're driving along and you enter into the city of Delight, Arkansas, you're going to be greeted with a giant black and white portrait of the singer standing tall. How about a strange place in Arizona? Why, you would ask? Well, that's actually the name of the town. Why Arizona? 
This community sits at the intersection of highways 85 and 86 and is home to 65 residents. That's it. As of the latest census. By the way, anybody passing through, they can visit the comically named Why Not Travel Store. Our next stop, Enigma in the state of Georgia. It's located in southern Georgia. It has a town population of just above 1,000. It's one of the larger towns with unusual names. In his book, Georgia Place Names, author Kenneth Krakow writes that the citizens of the town were unsuccessful in deciding a name for their town. And one commented that it was just an enigma. And it was just a tongue-in-cheek comment, but that name stuck. And so Enigma Georgia was born. Our next stop in Virginia, a place called Tight Squeeze, one word, Tight Squeeze, Virginia. It's an unincorporated community in Pittsville County, and it got its name many years back when both a general store and a blacksmith wheelwright shop were built on a very narrow dirt road, close enough to the road so that people riding by in carts could step right out of the carriage and onto the porch of the stores. According to the Pennsylvania Historical Society, when passersby came through, they would have to slow their vehicles because it was such a tight squeeze. Hence, the name. Perhaps you've heard the name Truth or Consequences, as in New Mexico. That's the name of a town, and it was formerly called Hot Springs. But this 6,000-person town is home to plentiful natural hot springs all around. That's where it got its original name, Hot Springs. But the new name came about in 1950, when the 10th anniversary of the NBC radio show Truth or Consequences suggested that there might be a town willing to adopt the name as their own. Well, guess what? It happened to Hot Springs. And in 1950, they changed their name to Truth or Consequences. By the way, the locals, they've learned to shorten up the town name. They simply call it T or C. How would you like to live in Harmony, Minnesota? Well, local legend has it that this town was named when residents were engaged in a tense debate over what the town should be named. Somebody finally said, let's have Harmony here. Well, participants agreed, and someone said, hey, Harmony would be a great idea for a name. Let's name the town after that. And that's how Harmony, Minnesota, got its name. Hot Coffee, that's the name of a town in Mississippi. It's actually an unincorporated town name. It's in southern Mississippi, and it gets its name from an inn that was built back in the pioneer days. The inn brewed, you guessed it, hot coffee. And travelers used to delineate their journey's progress by how much longer it would be before they could get to this town and snag a cup of what must have been some very good coffee. How about waterproof Louisiana? You wouldn't think that a town in Louisiana, with so much swampland and the Mississippi River rolling through the state, could be named waterproof. Well, this village in northeast Louisiana 
is only populated by 688 residents. So how did it get the name of Waterproof? You see, when the river flooded back in 1927, the Mississippi, it was the only section that was dry. And supposedly, a riverboat captain came down the Mississippi and said, What are you all, waterproof? Well, the name stuck. I have a couple more for you before we wrap up. We're going to travel now to Tennessee to a place called Sweet Lips. This community sits in Chester County, northwest of Nashville, and legend has it that the Civil War soldiers, they stopped for a drink in the creek here, and the water was so sweet to the lips that somebody said, let's call this place Sweet Lips, hence the name. Let's go to Florida to a place called Yeehaw Junction. It was formerly known as something else. I'm going to use the term Donkey Junction. Go ahead and use your imagination. It's probably correct. This town got its name in the 1940s. Now, in the 1950s, state officials wanted to swap out the name. But the locals refused, threatening to switch back to Donkey Junction. Again, use your imagination. Today, Yeehaw is a tiny census-designated place dotted at the meeting of two highways, but still proudly bearing this name, Yeehaw Junction, Florida. Then there's Breadloaf, Vermont, Ketchup Town, South Carolina, Porcupine, South Dakota, Kildare, North Dakota, Volcano Village, Hawaii, and we're going to end with my favorite one out of this whole list. Good Grief, Idaho. Okay, how in the world does a town get the name Good Grief? First of all, let me tell you that the town does have a population of three. As in one, two, three. Oral accounts detailed in a recent article from a local television station in northern Idaho, they attribute the name to a man, Paul Springs, who actually bought the general store in the town in the 1950s without telling his wife. That's a big uh uh-oh. The legend goes that when she found out that he had purchased a general store in this really, really, really small community, She simply crossed her arms, shook her head, and said, Good grief! And the community has been called that ever since. By the way, I'm going to post a photo of the Good Grief store in case you're interested. It's worthy of your time because there's a sign outside this general store Probably not the same general store purchased by that gentleman back in the 1950s. Then again, maybe it is. But the handwritten sign, and you'll see it, just go to weatherjazz.com, episode number 32. It says simply, entering Good Grief, Idaho. Population, three people, two dogs, and one old grouch. Well, I hope you had fun with today's episode. Rather strange, unique, strange places, common places, 
town names, and so on. And if you happen to visit any of these locations, please let me know and maybe snap a few photos. I would love to see them. Make sure you send them to me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. We'll pick up next week with another interesting location, singular, on our big blue marble. Do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or maybe a location that you'd love for us to dig into a little bit more? I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you send me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or you can call and leave me a voicemail on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Lots of strange, eclectic weather in Northeast Ohio for the next 36 hours. Of course, we started out with freezing rain and sleet this morning across the northern counties. That'll change to rain, might hear thunder, might see record high temperatures on Thursday, with temperatures approaching 70 in some cases, and then back to upper 20s on Friday. Maybe a few flurries, too. This is the kind of weather pattern that keeps meteorologists employed in Northeast Ohio. Keep your notepad handy because things are changing very, very quickly. Well, on Friday, you never know what you're going to get here in Weather Jazz. Sometimes I don't even know where we're going to go. And in this case, I have no idea yet. Hey, I might even surprise myself. I'm looking forward to what I'm going to say on Friday, right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the 